0: Welcome to the Fantasy Ace Ball Podcast. This is your host, Tim Kanak. You can find me on Twitter at Fantasy Aceball, Ball. And you can find my written work over on Friends with Fantasy Benefits, where I just released the third base rankings and F scores last night. So the entire infield is released. The only hitter position left is outfield, where I lumped the util players into the outfield because a util article would just be dumb, where there's like three guys on a whole article. Uh, so I just lumped them all together. And then um we have also uh the Atenu uh live podcast that Raymond and I did, and Raymond is here with me at Raymond Atherton on Twitter is out on, on yes, hello. It, that is out on our podcast, Fantasy Ace Ball Podcast. If you want to have some fun, uh that's one of the podcasts where I dropped a lot of bad words and usually I, tr- I tried to do pretty good not doing that, but like I was kind of in the moment. So uh, <laughs> Gabe should be joining us at some point in this podcast, Mr. Gabe Jenner uh, with his new Twitter handle catcher streamer 69. Uh, That's not real by the way. So don't we should make forward. it real. Just make it real. Oh, what if we, he's not here. So let's make a Gabe parody account. Catcher 69 without him knowing <laughs> Just run a Gabe parody account uh, And then maybe he'll take it over someday if it, if it blows up So anyway, Gabe should be joining us at some point I'm actually going to try to be doing a mock draft for CBS At the same time as podcasting So Raymond might have to take the the wheel on this one So if this, if, it, if this podcast gets a little off of the rails That would be why Okay, let's get to the news as we wait for Gabby. Um, you, Darvish, signed a six-year extension. You texted me about that earlier, Raymond, and I was like, "Wait, what? Isn't he like old?" He's like thirty-seven, <laughs> think, dude. Yeah, six years. Six years for De- Darvish. What do you What do you think about that?
1: So I think this is basically like a, a contract till he wants to stop playing. Like, I don't think he actually pitches till he's well into his forty-second year on Earth. But, no, good for him, dude. I, I saw a tweet that this was his third six-year contract, which is just insane to think about, that he's gotten 18 years of MLB contracts after pitching in Japan for a few years. So, no, it's, it's good. I mean –
0: Darvish is the man. Is he going to go down as the best Japanese pitcher of all time?
1: Yeah, I was just going to say – I was just going to ask if you think he's a Hall of Famer. I don't
0: know if he's a Hall of Famer. I mean if he finishes 6 years and maintains like top 30 starting pitcher then maybe he puts up the stats for that. I mean like even like is Grinky a Hall of Famer? Probably, I guess. He's like he's like borderline. Uh, yeah, that's a good
1: comp. Maybe not. Did yeah. you I don't know if we talked about this, but have you seen that like Darvish throws left-handed on his off days as like cardio?
0: Does he really He can, I didn't, I didn't he can throw that. like mid 70s left-handed. How many pitches does he throw left-handed? Because he's already got like 15 right-handed. <laughs> yeah, dude, I can only imagine. <laughs> yeah. what? Wasn't there a pitcher in the minor leagues who pitched left and right-handed and he would like switch yeah, he was, the get like a weird glove that would like fit both hands or something? Yeah. He
1: was with the Yankees for a while, the A's a little bit. Problem is he didn't throw hard either
0: from either side, so that's tough. Yeah, that's an interesting little gimmick though, I suppose. Uh, Darvish, six years. I guess we'll see what that looks like. I bet he does play out the contract unless he gets hurt because uh, that's a lot of money. Might as well, right? Even if you suck. So, uh, other news. Bo Bichette, three-year extension. Was that just his R-beers? Yeah, is that was just... As Arbyers, yeah. yep, There's not like, yep. an extra year at the end or anything?
1: No, not that I know of.
0: Okay. I also saw, saw that Manny Machado and the uh, Padres are discussing an extension, which... It would have to be for a lot of money, I think, because Machado has an opt out at the end of this year, and he just came off of like probably his best year. And then him having to deal to tease too, and seeing what Xander got, I feel like he's going to have to at least get Xander Bogarts contract, and that's like the very least. He's going to get more than the, the Bogarts contract if they extend, it, probably, right, Raymond? Uh, isn't
1: Bogarts is way younger than he is, right?
0: Mm, I think Bogarts is one year. I think Manny's thirty and Bogarts is twenty nine, but I could be wrong. I mean, maybe he'll get AAV comparable, but I don't. He's not going to get an eleven year contract. There's no way. He might, if they had like to keep him, because otherwise, if he is a free agent next year, and it's this basically, if like this, if he has a, another MVP caliber type year, and then offs out. He's going to get – he could get like an Aaron Judge contract. Maybe he won't get a year, but that's more money than what bogart has got. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I don't know. They're going to have to give him a, a lot though. Um, you mentioned Aaron Ashby might be hurt. What's going on with Ashby? Tell me a little bit about that.
1: Well, if you remember, he had shoulder issues towards the end of last year, and then someone came out and said that he's got shoulder fatigue and he's going to be on a different timeline than the rest of their pitchers, which is – Not great when you just started throwing. But at the same time, you just started throwing. So, I mean, I guess I could see why he'd be a little sore or whatever. But I heard Frank say today that uh, all three pitchers last year who had spring training shoulder issues absolutely balled out. Like Zach Allen, Zach Wheeler, and I forget the third one. But it's not not always the kiss of death. But we were fading... We were fading him anyways because – oh, that was the other thing I was going to say because they – the writing on the wall is they signed a sixth starter, right? So maybe we yeah, would this too. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, like he has amazing stuff. And I think spring was pretty important for him to show that he, he worked on the command. And now if we're not going to be able to see that, that's going to definitely not push him up my boards. I've, I'll probably just leave him in the same spot, honestly. Or um, maybe even push him down a couple of rounds is what I thought. I feel like I'm not the high guy on him anyway. I'm like, I mean, I'm not low on him, but I feel like I've got him. I don't know. I, Of course, it's my rankings, but I feel like where I had him, it, I already was had like some bullpen risk mixed in. So there's a little injury mis- risk mix in there too. It's kind of like whatever. Uh, last news item I wanted to discuss is there's some rumors. I saw like, of course, Barstool Sports, right? But uh, apparently the Cardinals are the favorite to land Edward Cabrera. I didn't even know. First off, I didn't know that the Marlins were still interested in starting a start or trading a starter at this point. And second, uh, as a Cardinals fan, I would love that. I would wonder who would go back, maybe like Burleson or something. Um, maybe Burlson and another guy. But so as a Cardinals fan, I'd love that, especially because the Cardinals have five starters already. Cabrera could start in the bullpen and then work his way to the rotation when someone gets hurt. Not if, when. And the Cardinals need an ace. Cabrera has ace stuff. It's just he's got to work on some control problems, kind of like Ashby. So uh, what did you think about that, Cabrera to the Cardinals?
1: I was questioning that because right after they traded – um, what's his face to the Twins? Their GM came out and said that it's going to be pretty hard to trade another starter. Yeah. So I, I mean, it's a rumor. That's
0: what that's what rumors are for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. I wanted to also run through our on new team. So right now in the podcasters, a new draft, we basically left off at the hour and a half point, And we kept drafting another hour and a half after that. And we didn't get a lot of guys after that. I think we got a few and a couple of them, you, you, your computer died on you. And so I think I, I, I think I added two guys while you're gone Vargas and new bar. Basically this is where our team is sitting right now. We have Alejandro Kirk is our primary catcher at 14 bucks. Vinnie P is our first baseman at 18 bucks. Jazz Chisholm is our second baseman. Also going to be outfield eligible for 27 bucks. There's our steals. Gunnar Henderson uh, is shortstop third, which is awesome because we can play him at short if we want to. Well, our big boy, Fernando Tatis Jr. for $46 is out on his suspension. So if we want, we could play Gunnar at short. And in this league, guess who has third base eligibility? Miguel Vargas, who I got for 10 bucks. After your computer died. So we got Vargas who has third and outfield eligibility right now. And he's also going to get second base eligibility. So I kind of love the flexibility there that we could put Gunner at short. Vargas at third. Jazz at second. Vinny at first. And then when Tatis comes back, then we can move Gunner to third or middle infielder. And then still have Vargas there. So basically our middle infield starters are more or less plugged right now when Tatis is back. We just need someone for when Tatis is gone uh, to hit those at-bats. Right now on the slow draft, we are the high guy on Brandon Lau, who I have as a sleeper. Uh, We have him for $7 right now. I'm not going to tell you our max in case this comes out before he's sold. Um, But I like Brandon Lau, and we've got six hours and 38 minutes until he's ours at this point right now. Um, So hopefully we get Brandon Lau for $7, which is a really good value, I think. And uh, we'll give us a lot of homers at the middle infield position, and then we can just shift these guys around uh, while Tatis is out and when he comes back. What do you think about our infield, Brandon? Well, I love it, honestly. And then we basically have our
1: our UTIL filled too. We just got to, like you said, make it a month until Tatis is back. So, no, I love our team. I think we got some great values here. I think we paid up for Jazz and – $27. $27. I really hope he stays healthy, but I'm all in on Jazz this year. I think in, in draft leagues where you can get him like in the sixth
0: or seventh round, that's an absolute steal. So, no, I, I, I might be biased, but yeah, I love it. So, I was re listening to our podcast and we got gunner way under what we were going to go for him. You and I, you were telling me to go to 32 on Jazz and we got him for 27. Uh, we both kind of decided 18 was our limit for Vinny Pete and that's where we got him at. So, I'm cool with that. Yeah. Uh, Kirk, we were talking about maybe going like 15 or 16 and we got it for 14. So we got values on pretty much all these guys. What do you think about me getting Vargas for 10? Did I spend too much money there or do you think that's fair value? No, I think that's fair.
1: Especially, uh, there's a prospect. I forget who it was. Who's up for bid right now. Who's I thought was overpriced already. So no, I think that's good. He's one of the few prospects that we know has a starting job come opening day. So that's a built in advantage right there.
0: And the position eligibility—that's one of the main reasons I was willing to go to ten because I was on him at eight, and then once he got to nine, I was like, eh. And then I just did it because I, like, I was like, look, we need, we need to fill some middle infield spots. We could use some position eligibility, so I just did it. Um, and yeah, then and also, I mean, we have our—I forgot to mention our minor leaguer. We snuck Kyle Manzardo for three dollars. I like that move because he should be up this year at some point, and he can not just be. Vinny, P's backup, but he'll be our util guy uh, once he's up. And then by that point, Tatis will have outfield eligibility, so we can just always move Tatis to, to the outfield if we need to. Uh, the outfield that we have right now is Jordan Alvarez, your boy, at 48 bucks. You totally convinced me to to go higher. I was going to stop at like 45 or whatever, and you would totally convince me to keep going. And I'm happy that we did. So uh, why are you so high on Jordan this year? because
1: besides Aaron Judge he has i think the highest power floor in baseball and in a five outfielder league especially like that power is impossible to replace if you miss out on it if you're chasing power all year you're going to be you're going to be behind eight, the eight ball and probably not very successful so i'm i'm just hammering power with my first three picks and with Jordan and Tatis we got a, we got a pretty good start and BP so I think yeah. I think more than anything power is more important than speed early in drafts and he yeah, uh, we, he's just he just hits the ball so hard he's
0: so fun to watch he's not just power though too he's like a 300 batting average guy and that's one of the awesome yeah. things about him is he's power and average you don't get a lot of that like most of the power guys hit like 250 260 like Pete Alonso or whatever or Matt Olson so we're getting power and average here. Uh, I really like our foundation for this team. The only thing for Jordan I'm worried about, I'm not even that concerned about the injury. It's more like if next, for next year, if he loses outfield eligibility, that kind of sucks for a $50 player to have no outfield eligibility. But um, that's the only thing really I'm concerned about with him. Uh, and then you gave me a little crap about drafting Lars Nubar for 15 bucks, but you know I love him. And like, I, I send you an article about why Newbar is going to be good this year, basically. And uh, we're actually talking about a possible new bar trade in another league that will hopefully be going down. uh, That's a piggyback on another trade. So um, new bar for 15. I know it might be a little high. I was hoping to get it maybe again for like 12 or 13 or something. But um, he was my highest ranked outfielder by far at this point. And we had just lost Corbin Carroll. You weren't there, but Corbin Carroll went for like 27 or $28 or something like that. Oh gosh! And like way over Schwarber. Like once he hit short, once he once he went, was higher than Chorber, I stopped bidding on him. Um, but once we lost Carroll, I was kind of like, okay, we can't just have one good outfielder. We have to get someone. So like, I know I maybe spent a, a couple extra dollars more than we wanted to, but I did it. So what do you think about that? Because like, literally the next best outfielder is like Hunter Renfro on my list. I don't hate Hunter Renfro. How much should he go for? He is not gone yet. I still want to get him. He's my next. He's my next best available outfielder. I would still like to get him for like eight bucks or six bucks or something like that.
1: Yeah, no, I think Vargas at ten is fine. Newbar at fifteen, I think, is a little much. But I, I can't blame you. And I knew you were gonna do it, so it's fine.
0: (laughs) He knew it was gonna happen regardless, (laughs) approval or not. Okay, our pitching. I love our pitching, dude. We have the best pitching in this league by far. We have Sandy Alcantara for thirty-one. Shane Bieber for twenty eight, Alec Manoa for twenty two, and Grayson Rodriguez for ten. Like, (laughs) just just break this down a little bit. This pitching staff.
1: Yeah, so it was crazy. We we had thought we had no chance of getting on contract because we had just spent a hundred and however many dollars on Tatis and Alvarez and Jazz. So we were like, man, we can't really. We need to find some bargain at bargains at pitching and. We got Alcantara at 31. I have no idea how that even happened. And then, because we had just watched like Scherzer and Verlander go for like 48. DeGrom went for almost 50 as well. We're like, man, let's just throw Sandy out there and get some more money out there. And we ended up with them $18 cheaper than those guys. And yeah. then.
0: The, fun- the funniest one was Manoa, dude. We, yeah, that's like, what I were talking. Emotional. You and I were talking. We're like, should we just throw Manoa out? And you're like, yeah, let's just do it. I was like, and we didn't think we were going to get him. We thought it was going to get bit up. And then we were like, maybe we can sneak him. And I was like, should I throw him at 22 or 24? And you're like, do, do 22. And so I threw him out there at 22. And then they went tick, 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 tick. And we got him. And we were just like, that was like a holy. Like, I cannot believe that we still got Manoa. As Gabe, a huge Manoa fan, joins us. Hey, Gabe. I don't scrub. Yeah, what a scrub we got him for we got him for $22 in our, the odd new podcaster's league and we're pretty psyched about it
2: oh that is awesome
0: is that yeah.
2: uh, is that more than a mock draft that's actually a real deal
0: yeah it's a real deal and it's with a bunch of other podcasters Eno and DVR and Paul Spore and Justin Mason and the, a bunch of pitcherless guys but, but um, it's it's been fun we're actually slow drafting right now uh what do you think and about you it? You and I, I get... have the CBS draft tonight in 10 minutes. So,
2: <laughs> Hey, is that a, is that a uh, redraft or is that a, a keeper, supposedly?
0: Uh, it is a dynasty startup. Cool. The, the CBS draft that we're going to be doing. So it's Roto. Just so you know, it's Roto, not head to head, not head to uh, head tats or whatever. So it's Roto dynasty startup. So okay. you got you to gotta draft the young guys. Um, and that rounds out our odd new team, team. Unless you want to talk a little bit about Grayson for ten, Raymond?
1: No, I think I think you're the the highest guy on Grayson around. But yeah, no, that's I think that's good value.
0: Yeah, especially Dynasty League. So we got Grayson Dynasty now, ten bucks. That's solid. Uh, I keep I really forgetting this is a Dynasty Grayson. League. Yeah. It's a dynasty league. And then also, by the way, I heard Grayson Rodriguez on another podcast, uh, and he's he was healthy at the end of last season. The Orioles have already said he's going to be start, in their starting rotation to break the camp. Break camp. Um, he's ready to Ooh. go, man. Like, I think Grayson's a beast. Grayson. How high does he end up it. by April? 50s? Yeah.
1: Not dollars, like the... But... Like, how high is he going in drafts And by the end of the offseason?
0: Uh, it all it's going to take is, like, one hit start in the minors of him throwing 98 by guys. The, and it's his, he's just going to blast off, I think. That's why I've got him. I've got him ranked in my top 40 pretty easy. And he hasn't even thrown a single pitch in the majors yet. I just think he's just got great stuff. He reminds me of Jose Fernandez a lot. Um, let's get to the second base stuff. So as we're about to kick off our mock draft, Gabe, um, uh, let's start second base. Raymond had the highest ranked second base guy, I think as Jose Altuve. Dude, you listed Jose Altuve is a sleeper. Tell us why yeah. you think Jose Altuve is a sleeper.
1: We don't have to talk too long about this, but I just think he's undervalued and I didn't I didn't love a lot of the other sleeper choices. So I just think he's proven to be this insane model of consistency. And I think he should maybe be a second round pick, at least an early third round pick. And it seems like he's going at the back of round three in most of the drafts I'm in. So I just think that like
0: he's a model of consistency and also undervalued. That's a total ageism thing, right? Because like I agree with you that he's definitely undervalued I wouldn't call him a sleeper just because he's drafted still pretty high, but he's definitely undervalued because I have him as my number 17th overall player and my, my top second baseman, unless you're in a league like the odd new league where Mookie's the second baseman he's my top guy and his ADP right now in NFBC is 35. So like that's 18, 18 extra picks at the top of the draft is a lot.
1: Yeah. It's so a round and a half is, of where I think he should. Yeah. I'm right there with you.
0: Yeah, that's that's a lot at the top of at the very top of the draft. That's a lot of value. Like later you on, what... you're just like ah round okay, but like <laughs> at the top, that's a lot of value. What do you think yeah. about Altuve? I love Altuve. Yeah, I think he kind of,
2: uh, at least to this point, he's kind of defied his age and just continued to produce. Uh, you know, after the two thousand seventeen, uh, you know, World Series scandal thing, not seventeen, whatever year, uh, I thought he. You know, I thought we'd, maybe we'd see the end of at the end of him or at least some decline but it kind of seems like it kind of fueled him and uh he, he's, he's a good baseball player I'm taking him in the second round probably second or third
1: and you know what he does that nobody else does at second base is he hits for power and as I just said before Gabe hopped on that is the thing I want most in those early picks and drafts and he does it at a position not a lot of people do it at anymore
0: yeah, yeah. unless you like Brandon Lau or uh Nolan Gorman, who are also sleepers for me that we will barely be talking about. Um, That's what those buzzers do for you. I got Gorman on my list. Anyway, uh, Raymond, you have the next highest guy. You've got... And I'll let you pick which one because I have Jazz and Semyon in the same tier. So talk about Jazz and Semyon here. Let's mix them together since they're in the same tier. And you have Jazz as your breakout and Semyon as your bust.
1: Yeah, I just think that I'll start with Simeon because he had I don't know if you remember, but he had like the worst April and May ever. He had one home run, he hit like 205. Um it was terrible. Horrible. The only thing that he contributed in like the first fifty so games is six deals. And I just think something that drastic for that long, I don't know, maybe it's an extended slump, but also maybe there's just a chance that he does that for a full season and it just makes me nervous. And I've never been I've never been a huge Simeon guy to begin with, but um yeah, I don't know. Like I said, it just makes me nervous. And then Jazz on the other hand, I think I think you're downgrading him cuz he had a couple fluke injuries. He's 26 or whatever. He's still very young. He hits the ball very hard. He runs very fast. And, uh, no, I think, I think he's a breakout. He's probably one of the only – not one of the only, but he's got, what, 25, 30 potential?
0: He's, yeah, he's one of the very few. So, Jazz, let me tell you here. Jazz, for power speed on F scores, has a 149 power and a 163 speed. The only other guys that have that kind of power speed – are basically Acuna and Tatis. I think that's it. I'm looking right now. Yeah, those are the only two guys that have like a 145 power and speed or higher both power and speed are those three guys. So that's elite tools company. All he has to do is just be healthy. And he's a lot of fun too. Like Jazz is yeah. a really fun player. So like it makes yeah. him fun to own. Semian, you know, like I used to agree with you. I was never a Semien guy. But once I started doing the F scores last year, I was like, holy crap, like this guy's a beast. And I know last year, like when he was in Toronto, it was like his best year and everything. But um, he's been very streaky in his whole career. So that does scare me. Even last year, like you said, he started off really, really crappy the first half, but the second half was awesome. So Semian does scare me a little bit, but I think that he's just one of those guys that's going to be streaky. But by the end of the year, his stats are going to be good. So I think in a roto league, I would be more apt to draft Simeon because all that matters is his end-of-the-year stats. Whereas in a head-to-head league, like he can sink you one week and then propel you to victory the next week. And sometimes it sucks in head-to-head to have to deal with that. So like that's kind of where I'm at on Simeon is like I'm in on roto, but not really head-to-head. What do you think about those guys, Gabe? I'm out on Simeon.
2: I'm going to fade him everywhere I can unless he falls in my lap in the late round. Uh, I think that I compare his 2021 season in Toronto to Javi Baez's uh, MVP runner-up season. I think that's his 99th percentile outcome. I think that, honestly, if you look at his end-line stats last year, that's that's, pretty, that's a, it's just, like it's still just a little bit above his career average, but I think that's the guy he is. I think he's 26. He might be a 2020 guy, maybe. I mean, the steals he had last season, he's never had 20 steals before. And, and he's 33 now, or 32. I can't imagine that he'll... Faster this year, uh, I think he's a you know 20 home run you know 10 15 steal guy that <coughs> hits 250. Uh, I'm all in on Jazz where I can get him. I, that injury definitely makes me nervous. Was it a neck injury or something? Like that's like not good for a power speed guy. He's so dynamic. Mm-hmm. He he kind of you know he just plays. He leaves it all on the field. And a guy for a guy that young to have such a you know traumatic injury this early in his career. I don't think that ages well. And he's not going to change the way he plays. He's Jazz Chisholm because he, you know, plays at a break, a breakneck pace, no pun intended. Uh, so I like him, but I, he scares me too.
0: Yeah, so it sounds like all of us are in on Altuve's value. All of us in, are in on Jazz, even though Gabe is a little hesitant about the injury. And then both of you are out on Simeon, while I am in on Simeon for Roto, but not for head-to-head. So that's where we leave off on Raymond's guys. Uh, we're about to kick off this mock here, Raymond. So why don't you take over host duties and lead us into the next guy?
1: Okay. Um, I might go out of order here, but I would assume Hey Polanco is next. Your sleeper, Tim. Why do you like Polanco?
0: Yeah, I like Polanco because I think he's being o- undervalued this year by quite a bit. His batting average was really poor last year, but that was a BABIP-driven thing. And then I think that when you positively aggress his BABIP up, he's going to revert back to being like basically 20 to 25 homers with around 10 steals and could be like a 280 hitter, which is really good considering his ADP is 160 right now. I have him ranked as my 118th overall player. So like... That's 42 picks of value between my ranking and the ADP, and uh, that's why I'm pretty high on him because the contact rate. There was nothing wrong with his contact rate last year. The only thing that changed is his babbit was super low. That's the only thing really. If you just look at his Fangraphs page between 2022 and 2021 for Polanco, is just all Babbitt. So that's that's why that's why I think he's a sleeper. How, how I will say.
1: Like, I was all in on him last year coming off that 2020 he had. And then he, I didn't, I don't think I got him anywhere though, because people were higher on him than I was. And I was trying to take Albies <clears throat> pretty early in drafts last year. And no, I definitely think you're right. Like, we say it all the time by the dip, like, I don't think he's a 235 hitter. And like you said, he's almost going around 200, 180 or whatever. So you could do a lot worse if you miss out on second base or just as your middle infielder in Roto leagues. Uh what do you think, Gabe?
2: I like everything you guys are saying on the value. I think that he's you know, a guy that is, you know, like you said, he, last year, I, I don't I don't think I think that's below his, you know, what what he's capable of. But I also don't buy, you know, two thousand twenty one for sure. Uh, I don't know that he'll ever hit thirty home runs again. But if you can get twenty five homers out of a guy and, you know, I don't think it's outrageous to think that he's going to hit, you know, 270. He's never going to be a big on-base guy. But, you know, in OPS leagues, I think that he can hit just around 800. And, you know, if you can get him in the, you know, eighth round or ninth round, I think that's uh, a pretty good buy.
1: Well, he's going even after that in 12-team leagues. He's going more like the 15th or the 16th round.
2: Yeah. And his,
1: his walk rate keeps getting better. Like, he had the most walks of his career last year. So his on-base skills, well, his average suffered, you're right. His OPS was still pretty good. So So next here on our list uh, is probably Nolan Gorman. So, Tim, you're up again.
0: As Gabe, did Gabe, did you just pick? No. I know you're coming up. Okay. Uh, Yeah, so Nolan Gorman I've got as a breakout. Um, You know, last year – was rough for him because he had signs, especially at the beginning of the year, where he just had ridiculous power. In the minors, he killed it, uh, you know, and then when he came up, he was was killing it for a little bit. And then he just lagged off. He started striking out too much. I guess pitchers kind of figured him out, how to get him out, Um, but he's pretty adaptable. And something that a lot of people talked about for a long time, Nolan Gorman when he's a prospect and even like Eno would talk about this all the time is that he would suck when he first got to a level then he would figure it out after about half of the season and then dominate the level and we saw that at every single level in the minors so why would we not think that that's going to happen when he hits the majors I just think that as as long as he gets the PT he's going to be figured out the PT is really the only thing that kind of concerns me with him um, so, besides that, I just I just think that he, we're looking at a 30 homer second baseman eligible player <laughs> as a second year player. I think that can happen. Maybe the maybe the batting average will be 230, 240, 250. But um, guys who have 30 home runs, that's kind of their batting average nowadays. So, and then also he's a lefty, so getting rid of the shift is going to only help him. That's it's not going to hurt him. So, uh, what do you think about him? So my
1: biggest concern with him is, like you mentioned, the playing time. I just am not convinced that he can hit lefties, like even remotely. And the Cardinals seem to know that too. They only they only gave him like 29 at-bats against left, 23 at-bats or played appearances against lefties last year and 290 against righties. So my biggest concern with him is that he falls into a platoon bat and becomes like, I don't know. For The comp that just came to mind is like Matt Joyce, who only plays against right-handers. He'll play 100 games a year and flirt with 20 or 30 home runs, but if he does hit the ball hard, and I could see a path to him being successful. I just want to see him do it first. Because the, yeah. the downside you're looking at is a part-time player who hits maybe 20 home runs. What do you think, Dave?
2: Yeah, I'm right there with you, Raymond. I'm I'm kind of fading uh, Gorman. I had him last year on my team, and man, I mean, you, you know, you said that 30 homer potential thing, and you know, I, technically he did hit right on the nose 30 home runs, uh you know, between Triple A and the majors last year. But uh, with his with his dip in batting average, I mean, I I don't know. I, I don't once he hits 30 home runs, and of course, you know, I guess it's possible a sleeper if you can get him in you know the 15th round, which you probably can in a lot of leagues. He's probably worth taking a flyer on, especially, you know, not in redraft leagues. Uh, but I just I, – I'm not excited about him right now.
1: The other thing that makes me nervous, and Tim, you know this better than anyone, is that the Cardinals – of all the of all the Cardinals that need to get played appearances, it seems like he would be the easiest to leave on the bench. Like, with Jordan Walker coming up and um, Brendan Donovan coming up, like – he he might be left out in the cold and or traded.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think he's definitely a good trade candidate. But part of that is going to depend on, yeah, because Don- Donovan's going to be good as second. But if someone gets hurt, then it opens everything up because Donovan can play like every position. So if someone gets hurt, Donovan is just going to move to whatever position, and then Cormie the can backfill. Um, in regards to him, he's probably going to be a DH. He'll probably be the strong side DH to start the year, would be my guess, with Yepes as the weak size DH for the Cardinals. So you'll probably see Corman Yepes DHing. Um, St. Louis is also not a great place to hit, especially for lefties. So that is concerning. But he has mad power. I think he's just gonna power through it. And where is he getting drafted right now? I mean, like I put his ADP on here. Let me scroll to it for a second. Sorry, I just drafted. Um Un segundo, friends. Gorman is getting drafted at an ADP of 446. So, like, most drafts, like, 12 teamers, he's, like, not even getting drafted. Or he's getting drafted in the last round. 15 teamers, he's getting drafted. Uh, wh- what round would that be? Like, the 20-something round? So, um, I mean, at that point, it's, like, the 22nd round. It's, like, might as well just take the gamble, I think, because you got 30 homer outside in a second baseman. So, like, that's why I've got him as a breakout, and I think he can do it. He just – he sh- like I said, he showed it in the minors. I am concerned about the roster, but I think he'll just power through it. So, Raymond, host Raymond, you ready to take us to the next guy?
1: Sorry, give me a second.
0: <laughs> I'll do it. My, uh, my no worries. Next guy is uh, – Probably – Gorman was Ozzie, not the next guy. It was actually going to be – It was going to be India with Corace. What, did you just get Ozzie Albies? What are you talking about? Oh, yeah, Ozzie Albies is Alves the home. next guy. He there you like, go. Okay. He was like the third highest guy. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Okay, tell us why you hate Ozzie Albies, dude.
2: Because he's being drafted in the second and third round. I mean, look at this draft board we're in right now. There's Ozzie Albies, like, right there, going in the third round just about. Uh, I mean, the guy, dude – I. He, he was bad last year before he got injured. He doesn't hit the ball hard. He, I, he, I know that he has some crazy numbers, you know, hitting 33 home runs or whatever, and, he, and the guy can steal. I just think he is so overhyped. I'm not going to say he's bad. Like, I, who knows? Maybe he bounces back. Maybe he, uh, you know, puts together a really solid career because obviously his ceiling is as high as anybody's in the game. But – he, man, I just at this point, I'm not taking him in the second or third round. If he fall, that's why I'm calling him a bust. Is because I, you know, with his draft position, you know, ranked uh, what in a lot of places that he's in the top fifty, top forty guys. Uh, that, that that just doesn't do it for me. And I think that we're gonna see, you know, I, I don't think that there's gonna be a lot of guys that are down on him. I think that they're still gonna be drafting him off of his profile, which is awesome. But I, I just think there's some buyer beware there.
0: I agree with you. I've got Albie's ranked as my number eleven second baseman. So I love say, how well you have him. <laughs> yeah, if, I mean, if that doesn't say anything, like what does? Um, and I'm hopefully about to trade him in our NLI league too, the one that you just joined, Raymond. So hopefully that trade is about to go down. Wait, do you still have him? Do you still have him in that in that
2: dynasty league? That we're the dynasty
0: league? Not? No, I do not. I traded okay, him I last you year. Him. Yeah, I traded him last year in that league for I want to say. Uh, who did I get? I got a pitcher for him. I can't remember who, but I got—I traded for a pitcher Probably like Jacob Degrom or something. No, 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 wasn't anyone that good. And maybe I got Logan Gilbert for him. I know I traded for Logan Gilbert last year, but uh as a keeper. But anyway, anywho, <laughs> uh, I have Albie's ranked as my 135th overall player, and his ADP is 49. So that's where I am out on Albie's. Where are you at on Albie's, Raymond? <laughs> If his ADP was actually 49, I
1: think I would hate him a lot less. But I think he's getting pushed up in like, dude, literally like the second or third round, early third round. And ahead of all two base sometimes. And are we, sh- he might bet six this year. I'm not convinced he can hit for power. He broke his ankle last year. Like, there's just so many things that, and then he needs to stop switch hitting. I've said that for three years. Like, he's absolutely terrible. From I forget if it's left or right-handed. I don't have it in front of me, but one of those he is just bad at. He, I think it's left-handed. He is just not a good hitter. So, yeah, I'm, I'm out on Albie's.
0: Yeah, it's left-handed. He's really good as a righty, and then pretty crappy as a lefty. That's what's up.
1: Who's no, next? Sorry, I told you I was going to go out of order. And... Come on, hostie. <laughs> dude, you don't ever, you don't ever let me do this. You talk more than any of us on these podcasts. Um, so I don't know who's next. Uh, Nico Horner, maybe. Nico Horner,
2: heck yeah, dude. Now Nico is going to be one of those guys that is better in real life than he is going to be in fantasy because of the defense that he brings. I think that he's. A, Wait, what do you uh, have Horner as?
0: He's a, a bre- he's your breakout, right?
2: Yep, yep. Okay. And I think that he's. So he's, you know, and and honestly, he's probably, I think in a lot of leagues, he's got second base eligibility. I know he did last year in Yahoo, but he. I don't know that he does everywhere because he's still a shortstop, you know, by trade or whatever. But this year he's going to be exclusively second base, obviously. I think that he's probably a a really good candidate to to lead in the the glove. You know, I I don't know why he wouldn't be the, you know, gold glove finalist for sure, if not the guy that takes the award. So he's not, he's a better guy, you know. In real life, and he's in fantasy. But second base is, you know, pretty pretty shallow position. 20 bases last year. That number is going to – I think there's a chance he gets 30 bases with the with the rule changes, with the bags getting bigger. You know, if you get a second baseman that can steal that many bases and hit for a little bit of pop – you know, he had 10 homers last year. The guy gets on base uh, at a pretty good clip, and, you know, he's going to hit – he's going to be a table setter in that lineup. He, he ought to hit from number one or number two. He's going to get a lot of at-bats. And he's young, and uh, yeah, and I think that you can get him late. Like, there's probably a lot of guys that are going to see shortstop eligibility, and not even you know he might he might not have second base eligibility, and if that's the case, he's going to get it within the first five games or what, you know, depending on the league rules. I just think that he's you know where he's being valued at in the rest of the draft. I think you could you know get him late, you know, 12, 13, 14th round, and uh, I think he'd be a you could do a lot worse.
1: Yeah, he's not listed as a second baseman on Fantasy Pros. Uh, let's see where he goes. He played
0: shortstop last year, but he's moving to second from uh, – because He's going to be the
2: primary second baseman this year. Yeah.
1: Well, that's that's crazy. Literally, I loaded the Fantasy Pros earlier, and they only had NFBC and RTS's uh the mock draft ADP, and now all of a sudden they have ESPN and CBS. So, that's crazy. Literally, like, 45 minutes made that difference. But, no, I'm with you there. I traded for him last year, and he was a pretty – I thought he would have more power than he ended up. But, yeah, he was, like, what, a 12-20 guy? Um, and that second base eligibility is nice and something I had not considered with Dansby at Chicago now. What do you I think, don't think Horner?
0: I don't think Horner has that kind of power. Um, this you is know, where yeah, I have high F- scores. This is where I I've got one up scores. Did. No, this is where but I've got I one scores. 109 <laughs> contact, 114 plate discipline, 65 power, 163 speed. So he, to me, profiles more like a pretty high average hitter, like a, two, like a 280-ish plus maybe hitter on a Goodyear, uh, who can steal like 25 to 30 bags. And then he's more like a, like a 5 to 8 homer type guy with that kind of power skills, I think. Nice.
1: So next we have uh, Glaber Torres, who I skipped over. He would he would have been next. What do you think? Why do you have Glaber Torres listed as a as a bust, Tim? Yep.
0: Yeah, so Glaber is my bust at the position that I wanted to go over. I was gonna pick Albies because like I'm just so down on Albies, but I'm also pretty down on Glaber. I feel like Glaber. Everyone was down on him last year, but then he actually had like a Kind of decent year last year. So now everyone is moving him back up to like 2019 levels. And like, it's not more like a bus, like, hey, I think labor sucks. It's just like, I think the ADP is getting a little bit ridiculous. He's my number 14 second baseman. Um, I have him rated at 152 overall, but ADP is drafting him at 115. So that's why I have him rated as a bus. He's about 35 picks over ADP. Right now, uh, F-scores basically just have him as an average player, dude. Like, I don't think he's great. I think Ryan McMahon is basically just as good as Gleyber Torres, and Ryan McMahon is going way, way lower. So let me give you the cop here. Ryan McMahon has a 96F contact. Torres has a 99. McMahon has a 106F discipline. Torres has a 101. McMahon has a 122 power. Torres has a 113. McMahon has a, 20, or a 92 speed, and Torres has a 98. And then McMahon has a 110 uh, durability, so he plays more than Torres' is 102. Uh, so why is anybody drafting Glaver Torres over Ryan McMahon, who also plays in Colorado? Right? Yankees. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah Yankees. Exactly. <laughs> Yankees
0: tax, dude. Yankees bias. So, dude, like,
1: what's going to happen when
0: those Yankees prospects comes up? Is he even going to have a place to hit yeah, he's going to play. You, you mean Volpe? I don't think – if Volpe comes up, he, he's going to – either Glaber will move or get traded. They were trying to trade him, remember, uh, in the offseason. They were trying to trade him, I think, for Pablo Lopez, which I don't really get that. If I'm the Marlins, I'll take Glaber still over Arias just for, you know, the power. I don't really like those, like, slapping guys. It's not my type of player, really. Uh, but even Glaber really doesn't like – Glaber doesn't really hit for power. He just hits in New York. No, he just hits in Baltimore. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> right? It, 2019, didn't he hit, like, hit 30. homers and in, like, 19. Like or Baltimore. <laughs> yep, I remember that's, that. That's half his profile. Talk. That's
2: half of his stat line.
0: Yeah.
1: But, Tim, you mentioned it when you started talking that, like, Everyone was so down on him last year that he was going undrafted in most of the leagues I was in, and then he just comes out and hits 24 home runs, steals 10 bases, almost hits 260, 76 RBIs, and now I think it's just regressed too far the other way. Like His ADP is a little bit lower with this new data. It's at 127, but yeah. After like Tommy Edman, second base gets bleak, and if you're picking in these middle rounds just wait till Ryan McMahon or Nico Horner like you guys are like you guys are saying you got anything else there game
2: I don't I like I like Glebar you know I I think that he's uh I like him for you know if you can get him late but I'm I'm not buying him you know for the for the guy that he was in
1: 2019 Yeah so the last guy we have here Gabe's Breakout, right? No. Gabe.
0: No, we got more guys, dude. You got you, we got my super deep sleeper. Okay. We got we got... we've got Gabe sleeper. We haven't talked about Gabe sleeper.
1: Yeah, that's what I was looking for. Gabe sleeper, Jonathan India. Why do you have Heck Yeah, dude. India as,
0: Jonathan India. Dude, so every
2: you, you talk about buying the dip. Everybody's so down on this guy right now. And I you know, Tim Tim knows I was running my mouth on on India last year because the guy got no love. I mean, his rookie season was incredible. The guy hit 21 home runs, stole 12 bases. You know, his OPS, was 835. He won the rookie of the year. He hits in Cincinnati. Like, what's not to like about the guy? He's amazing. And, and he wasn't getting any love anywhere. Everyone's like, oh, he's a fluke. If he gets traded out of Cincinnati, maybe I'm not buying him. But everybody's down on India right now. Last year, he, his numbers were depressed, but he didn't play half the season because he was hurt. And when he did play, he still had a, he was still on, you know, on pace with his career power numbers. And his stolen bases were down a little bit, he was hurt, but the rules have changed. You know, there's there's no reason to think this guy can't steal 15-20 bases this year. And I just think that everyone, you know, it's it's all about the perception of of of, you know, where he's going right now. And that that's what makes him so valuable to me.
0: I like Andy I have too. I have you him go in the ahead.
1: I was, that's all that's pretty much all I was gonna say. He doesn't he doesn't wow you at his stack half page. He doesn't hit the ball super hard. He's gotta pull it to get it over the fence and he's a pretty pull heavy hitter in general. So I don't know. I don't have a shift percentage in front of me, but maybe he pulls the ball. So maybe he'll uh maybe he'll benefit from the, the shift ban. But yeah, no, I like him. I think I I have him in, like, a 25th round keeper or something. So it's a no-brainer to keep and just hope he bounces back. But, yeah. I, and then he's, oh, dude, I he's could... he looks like a pirate. He's just tatted. He's got full tattoo <laughs> sleeves,
0: like long pirate. hair. He's awesome. Oh, he you just sniped me, dude. I was totally... You're I lucky. Had I had to the, whole thing, I hold the whole thing...
2: I had the whole thing sorted by, like, batting average or something. And I had, like, the... I couldn't find him anywhere. I almost... With entirely, I almost drafted. Yeah, each that that was by
0: far the highest guy on my board, and you just jacked him from me.
2: Well, you took Wit in the second round, so you're welcome.
0: No, I took Wit. Did I take? No, yeah, I guess. I I think I took Wit actually first, and then I took Otani second. We'll talk about. Okay, that whatever. Time. So India, I'm going to draft in a second. So let me talk about India real quick. India is my number twelve second baseman. Uh, I kind of put in my in my notes. If you go on Friends of Fantasy Benefits and check out the second base F score rankings. You can see all the F scores, and you can see my rankings and my notes and my sleepers and my busts and all that good stuff. But India, I put he's a lesser version of Brandon Lau. Like, basically, he's, like, a little less power than Lau. Um, But India's ADP is 180, and I have him as my 145th-ranked player. So he's definitely undervalued, which puts him in the sleeper category. He's got great great plate discipline. Contact skills are about average. And he has has in him 25 to 30 homer power. Like, he could hit – 30 homers and a good year. It could happen. I'm on the clock, so I'll let you guys finish on India and get to the next guy.
1: Dude, my my new favorite thing about baseball savant is the arm strength slider because looking at second baseman, nobody has <laughs> nobody has a good arm. They're all terrible. <laughs> but no. <laughs> if he played anywhere other than Cincinnati, I don't know if I would be anywhere near as excited as he is, but playing in Cincinnati is just such an advantage. Yeah. Like, as long as he's there, yeah, as long as he's there, he has 25 or 30 home run potential. But I don't think he would pretty much anywhere else. Anything else, Gabe?
2: Nope. I just—it's all about the value and where people are seeing him, and uh, I think that's—I think that's where it, where all of his uh, intrigue lies.
1: All right, Tim. New rule: when you when you throw deep sleepers on here, you have to include first names because I don't know who <laughs> Bay is. Jason He's Bay.
0: my he Bay, dude. For the he's second baseman uh, G- yeah, ji Bay is uh, Pirates. <laughs> he, he's he's second baseman for the Pirates. He's also he can play other positions too, so he's going to get multi-position is this eligibility.
2: Kid? Jason Bay's kid? No, this guy's
0: this guy's Korean, bro. Just because, like, if you look at the Pirates, they have, like, every Korean okay. baseball now. They, tr- they traded for G. Gmon Choi. They have every, like, every Korean player not named Hasyon Kim is on the Pirates right now. Uh, but Huan Bay <laughs> has ridiculous speed. This is why I like him. And he's got some power, too. So let me read you off his scores because this guy is not getting drafted. His ADP is 595, and oh, I have God. him as my 383rd ranked player. So, like, he's way down there. But this is why I said it's a super deep sleeper. So Jihuan Bay's F-scores, 94 contact, 99 plate discipline, 70 power, but 217 speed. And he's going to be oh starting for the Pirates to start the year. So this is a guy who could get 30 to 40 stolen bases that nobody kn- even like, knows who exists. And he's going to be starting, which is so important. He could be the John Birdie of this year, which is why I like Jihuan Bay and why I wanted to bring him up. Because... We got some deep league homies and homettes that listen to this pod, and uh, we got to give him a couple bones too. So, what you, what you, you like that speed? It sounds like you like that speed, Raymond. You, you're going to be searching on some G-Huan Bay now? Well, so baseball Savannah only has him as a 90th percentile sprint
1: speed, which is still really good, but I know you use uh, play times, but. Yeah. Um, is he going to play? I see some projections here where he's only supposed to get, like, 200 plate appearances this year. Yes, he is going to play.
0: Let's see. He he was starting second baseman on roster resource, but he's multi-position eligible. Uh, He plays everything. Looks like roster resource now has him on the bench, but he plays, I think, second, third, first, and outfield. So, I mean, like, right now their second baseman is Rodolfo Castro. Like, obviously they have Hayes at third. They have g Montoy at first. Uh, O'Neill Cruz will not get supplanted. But he can play in the outfield. He can play second in DH. Even if he's like a t- – like when Tommy Edmond first came up, remember Tommy Edmond just played every single position. And Tommy Edmond still went like 10-25 or 10-30. and 30. Like he can put up that kind of season this year. Or like what, like what Birdie does. Birdie wasn't a starter at the beginning of the season. But he made it – he That's got true. his way in there and stole a ton of bases. So like I think he's going to be like the John Birdie or like the – 2019 version or whatever of Tommy Edmond, I think that's what he's going to be this year. And I think that's pretty valuable in deep leagues. Maybe he doesn't get drafted in a 12-teamer, but if you're on like a 15 team and you need some speed, that's a, a late-round guy who can get, net you some steals for real cheap. Dude,
1: didn't the Pirates cut Jack Swinski like three different times last year? Like it would no, not be just, hard. he just kept
0: getting him. option. He didn't get cut. He, was just, oh. he just kept getting option back and forth. He would just go on these binges where he'd hit like five home runs in a week, and then he would just strike out 20 times a week, and they're like, okay, go fix your swing, set him down. And he'd be back two weeks later and do the same thing all over again. Yeah, no, I mean, the Pirates are not going to – if he plays
1: even remotely well, he'll play every day. So, yeah, the, yeah. those are my favorite speed guys is the ones that like – especially in Roto Leaks. Yeah, <laughs> the cheap ones and the ones that are like elite speed guys that you're talking 40 steals, not just 25. What do you think, Gabe?
2: Man, I'm not going to get excited about him until we get that paternity
1: test back from Jason. (laughs) (laughs) Gabe, when I went to search for him, you said Jason Bay at the perfect time, so I typed B-A-Y instead of B-A-E, and I'm like, why isn't he coming up? Damn it, Gabe.
2: (laughs) Just because he's Korean doesn't mean he can't be Jason's kid.
1: It's true.
0: <laughs> it is very I'm sure true.
2: Over, I'm sure he went across, over the, across the pond whenever his career
1: fizzled out in Pittsburgh.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, we actually finished early for once on our guys, and we're doing this draft right now. Gabe and I are in it for, for, for the first time. Raymond is not drafting on the CBS draft. So, Gabe, why don't you go ahead and tell us what slot you're drafting out of and what your team is looking like right now. And this CBS bounce, draft guys. today, we we'll, we'll round it up next time. Okay, Raymond, we'll see you. Uh, so okay, we'll round you. it out next time. Yeah. Um, but right now we are around pick seventy-five, so we each have like six or seven guys. Uh, where are you picking at, Gabe?
2: I think I'm in the seventh hole. I'm right around there. Oh, by the way, this is a this is
0: a roto uh, dynasty startup draft. So. We need to draft at least five prospects for Scott White's rules, uh, and it is Roto, so it's two catcher, there's middle infield, a corner infield, it's like a five outfielder, pretty loaded roster. So what what you what you got right now, Gabe?
2: Well, I obviously don't really know what I'm doing. I'm taking all these old pitchers that everyone's fading, uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I just got Max Scherzer in the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eighth round, seventh round. Uh, and which, which for me, you know, I, I obviously I don't understand uh, exactly what I'm doing, but I've never been in a draft before where Max Scherzer goes that late.
0: Yeah. It's cr- well, even in this league, it's like, look, this is a mock draft. And you want to, like, if you, it's a cool to play, even though it's a dynasty league it's cool to play to win, right? Like, it's, it's fun to build a prospect team and yada, yada. But, like, the way that I do Dynasty Leagues is I want to win year one, and then if my team goes to crap, then you just flip all your good players that you have for prospects so you get cro- prospects back anyway, right? Yeah. I mean, like, that's how, that's how I play Dynasty Leagues usually. I think you, I, that's what, kind of what you did last year in our Dynasty League is – you tried to you, you played to win, and then about halfway through the season, you said, "Well, it's going to be next year for me," and started making trades to supplement the team for next year instead of this year.
2: Yeah, there's. Uh, I I have to believe that my pitching is. I mean, I've you know it's the seventh. It's a it's the seventh round right now, and I've got Alcantara, Verlander, Scherzer, and Bieber. I can't imagine that anybody's got a better rotation than I do, <laughs> which doesn't mean that I'm doing it right. <laughs> But I can't believe how low these older pitchers are falling.
0: Yeah, it's pretty crazy. You're on the clock. Tell us what you're know looking I at, Tim. I, my only, so give your whole team while I'm on the clock. Just read okay. off your team. I got, yeah.
2: So I took Varsho because it's a two-catcher league. So I grabbed Varsho, uh, I think, in the fourth or fifth round. He's he's outfield eligible, obviously. But with two catchers, I feel like that's uh, – you at least got to grab him even if he's not a catcher next year. I was wanting, in that spot, I was looking at Alec Manoa, but the guy that's drafted in front of me sniped him from me. Uh, so I, you know, had to pivot there. And I figured with the two catchers, you know, you got to grab those guys early. I got Freeman in the third round. And uh, my first round pick was Kyle Tucker. I don't know. I, I think that he's, you know, if we're building for the future, I feel like he's, with the power-speed combination that he's got, I think it's hard to... Put you know, as for building blocks, I think he's a top five guy, top six guy. Looks like you just went after old Grayson.
0: I love You're him, putting dude. your
2: putting your mouth where your money is.
0: Yeah, exactly. So I just I just picked back to back, and I want to talk about. I'm trying to get to your team. I want to talk about your team before we move to my team. So right now, I like t- the Tucker pick was the perfect. That is the perfect pick. Like I don't know, there isn't really no one else I would have picked at that point. So. I'm down for that, but your yeah your rotation right now Verlander, Scherzer, Sandy, and Beaver, that's insane. <laughs> yeah, I should probably lay off the pitching. Also, what's the yeah. reliever
2: rule? Is this a is this a saves and hold league? I'm, I'm yeah, this all, is roto, or?
0: so you need closers, dude. You gotta get okay. you gotta get some. Well, I've whiffed on that hard. But you don't need any. I, if I were you, you don't need to draft a starter for like ten rounds. Yep. <laughs> yep. But yeah, Tucker, Freeman, yep. Varsho, that's pretty pretty nice core. I'd be focusing on maybe get get it a couple hitters and then try to get some saves after that at this point. Um, You don't have a prospect yet. You remember you have to get five prospects. I think I got a couple now. So uh, my team that I have right now, I've got Adley, a catcher. I have, because just like you, I wanted to get a catcher since it's a two catcher. Uh, And Adley is obviously like the best long-term catcher. So I picked him before JT. Uh, I have Bobby Witt. My first couple picks were actually, I'll start from the beginning. I got, uh, Witt and Otani, and I'm on the turn. I'm the last pick of the draft, so I'm pick 15 or whatever. But I got I got Witt and Otani, and then uh, next time around, I ended up getting uh, Spencer Strider and Adley Rutschman. So I've got uh, a pitcher there, and then the next time around, I got Matt Olson and Jordan Walker, and then this last time around, I got Grayson and George Kirby. So right now my team is Rutschman at catcher, Olson at first, Jordan Walker I've got at third for now, Witt I've got at shortstop, and then, so I have no outfielders right now, which is pretty crappy. I'm gonna have to get some outfielders soon because outfield's pretty weak. Then it, uh, I got Otani at Util, and I'll put him into pitchers on two start weeks or short weeks. And then I've got Strider, Grayson, Rodriguez, and George Kirby at pitcher. So I got some nice young pitching, as opposed to your like solid, stable of <laughs> bet pitching. It's kind of like it, I have like the exact opposite pitching as you. Like basically <laughs> yours, except. They're both good though. I have all the good young guys, and you've got all the good old guys basically, except for Bieber. Bieber and Sandy are actually like what 28 years old now, both like 28 or something like that. So,
2: yeah, they're all guys that profile to age well, though. I think that Sandy can age well. I think that obviously Bieber has proven me wrong, and uh, you know, he's he has reinvented himself without the velocity. And, and once those guys get over the hill, that's your Adam Wainwright profile. You know that's that guy's gonna. Wayne Wright's gonna gonna pitch again this year, and he's gonna be a stud again. And there's not really any reason he's not. I feel like Bieber's kind of going after that model, Uh and obviously Verlander and Scherzer. You know their their clock is ticking, but I didn't. Verlander But, win but the you side got them super year? late. Yeah,
0: but you got them super late. So it's like you're win now, but yeah, for, obviously now you got to go get some saves and some hitters. But you're you built a pitching staff for win that for win right now or win next year because. Verlander and Scherzer I don't know if they're going more than two more years so yeah yeah
2: I will dude and so I and I'm I obviously my head's not in the right spot I took Carlos Correa just now in the eighth round and it was so hard for me not to take you Darvish he just signed that six-year extension you guys probably talked about it earlier I don't know yeah you Darvish is another one of those guys man I mean he's gonna go he's gonna go another you know another five years at least and he's also timeless you know he's he he's the guy, and I I want to draft him so badly right now, but uh, I just you know all I have is starting pitching, so I I guess I should get that out of my head.
0: You know that's just kind of like a fun tidbit though. A lot of these like high end starters are just pitching forever, and you used, like you used to see that back in the day with like Nolan Ryan, right? And like us gr- growing up, there was like Jamie Moyer, like Jamie Moyer pitched until he was like yeah. 65, <laughs> not that old. <laughs> not that old. But, uh, I mean, I don't know. These pitchers, they just – the crafty ones who can figure out how to pitch with diminished velocity, they figure it out. Or they just get Tommy John, and then, like, after Tommy John, it's like a whole new – they have a whole new arm. So it's like a whole yeah. new life. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like, oh, I got a yeah. brand-new arm. Let me just run this one into the ground, too. And then if Where I need another one, I'll get another one. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, so uh, I, it's pretty interesting to see, like, the evolution of – some of these older guys like playing a little longer than what, what kind of what we're used to, you know, like the, I think the aging curve thing, people say players peak at 27 and then it's downhill from there. But I think that that peak can be longer for some players than other players. Like sometimes that peak of 27 can last until 32, 33, 34, 35. I mean, like look at Paul Goldschmidt, MVP at 35. Yeah. So, um, so some of these like really good players, the peak just like, lasts for a little bit longer than like the normal guys. You know what I mean? Yep. Yep. Absolutely. All right. And right
2: now I'm finding out firsthand how shallow the third base position is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's rough, dude. That's why I got Jordan Walker. I have no outfield. Like this is going to be, this is such a deep draft. It's going to get a little rough for us, especially the dynasty. So um, we'll shut her off here. We're in an hour and uh, we'll run through our CBS teams, how they turn out next time on the pod. when we talk about shortstops, and uh Gabe, uh, Raymond, and I—we have a secret for you, but you have to listen to the podcast when it comes out to find out what it is. Uh, <laughs> Fair so, enough, because you missed the beating of the pod. So uh, we'll see you next time, Gabe, and uh, we'll see everybody else next time. You can find me on Twitter anyway at Fantasy Ace Ball, and you can find my written work over on Friends of Fantasy Benefits if you want to check out the F scores. All the infield positions are now up there. You can see the F scores for all the guys. I go very deep in them. So great for deep leagues, great for DCs, great for dynasty stuff. Check out the F scores on friends with fantasy benefits. Um, And then also, by the way, if you rate and review the podcast and follow me on Twitter, I will send you a free draft cheat sheet. So if you do those things and then just DM me on Twitter and be like, yo, I did it. And I'll double-check and make sure you did it. I will send you the draft, Chi-Chi. Uh, and it's very helpful. I like it. Uh, I use it on every draft. Even right now in the CBS mock, I'm using it. So, we'll see you next time. Gabe, say something fun.
2: Dude, I'm, I'm, here, I'm here again. You know, the Chiefs still haven't played. But Patrick Mahomes is playing against the Eagles on Sunday. And I think it's going to be a fun one.
0: That it is. Go, Chiefs. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Peace.